because the problem the problems you're fighting today the battles is you know man of war you're fighting a certain battle today but you're not going to earn your way into the next battle if you don't first win this one and i believe god for god gifts you with bigger battles when you win smaller ones and that's why most people aren't conquering anything significant um, in their life because they're fighting petty battles welcome to the man of war with rafa Kandi. the mission of this podcast is to forge men into warriors to be transcendent leaders protectors and providers you will strengthen your mindset, increase your self-confidence, and fortify your self-discipline as you become battle-ready to dominate all facets of your life. As always, listen at your own risk. Arise, warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to The Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern-day warrior, to take you up to that next level, to that warrior's domain where warriors operate where they execute from, and of course, where they lead from. Listen, we got a couple of things here on the pipeline. The Man of War Crucible, effective April 10th through the 14th. We are basically stopping applications as of March 31st. So if you have not gotten your app in for this revolutionary event, get it in now, wardev.com academy.com forward slash crucible that is wardev w-a-r-d-e-v academy.com forward slash crucible we are also revving up the engines for a new youtube channel going live here in april uh, we got some great things in store for you and of course the conclave of warriors 2 it's going to be live and in effect here coming up December 14 and 15, and we're going to give you all the details. We're going to reveal all the details for you on April 1st. So look forward to that. Some great things. This is going to be a massive event, the most empowering event of the year, no doubt about it. Do me a huge favor. I ask you directly to stop over by the iTunes um, podcast review section and leave us a review. So, so important to continue trending higher on these iTunes charts so we can get this podcast out to hundreds of thousands of warrior-minded men just like yourself. The idea is to be able to build this brotherhood day in and day out because, look, we all know that we need more warrior-minded men out there, and this is a great vehicle to have these men step up just like you, man, and start living lives truly with a purpose, start living that warrior lifestyle. And last but not least, give me a follow over on Instagram at Man of War with two R's. I do my best to answer all these uh, DMs that I receive. And of course, uh, I try to keep everybody in tune with what we're doing here. Um, good stuff there, no doubt about it. That is my primary social media platform. And without further ado, let's jump right into this powerful episode. Vince Del Monte, man, welcome to the Man of War podcast. What is up, my brother? Hey, Rafa, man, great to connect with you. This is an honor. Awesome, man. Great to have you on. Been trying to uh, have you on here over the last uh, few months. We've been kind of playing uh, tag and finally got you on the show. I want to start digging deep, okay, into who you are and what you're all about because you're pretty unique in what you do. And uh, what I'm going to do first and foremost is have you introduce yourself for our audience. Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Vince Del Monte, and uh, I help online fitness experts 
scale to seven figures with digital information products or online coaching. And um, that's my that's my number one thing. And uh, the reason our coaching program has grown so quickly is because uh, prior to this, I've had my own online fitness business for a decade. I've got over uh, you know 400,000 YouTube subscribers, a million Facebook fans, and it was all built around one mission. And the mission was to help skinny guys build muscle drug-free and without uh, bogus supplements and in less time. So I built an entire online brand with that one message, and it was based around my story of being skinny Vinny and then uh, figuring out <laughs> how to how to yeah I've got there's a whole story there. I used to be a former long distance runner, and uh, you know went to university. I hung out with all these buff dudes, muscle rubbed off on me, but I was a distance runner. And uh, after my exit from university with a degree in kinesiology, I had to start my life. And I started it as a personal trainer. And uh, that brought a lot of skepticism from my father, uh, an Italian gentleman who's always had my best interests at heart. And the only person who I would, you know, I had, if someone had a concern in this world, it would be. Uh, if it was coming from him, he would be the one person I took more seriously than anybody else. So when he told me at the age of 22, are you going to be a personal trainer when you're 35? I um, paused to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, is this a viable path? And that was a moment where I discovered I had to make him believe because he wanted me to be a high school phys ed teacher as my mom did. And this whole entrepreneur world was uncharted territory. I never heard of that word before. And internet marketing, that was a foreign concept. I never heard of that word for 22 years. Never mind, 25 years. I was introduced to that word when I was 25 years old. And I realized, okay, he's got a fair point here. How am I going to provide for a family teaching guys how to, you know, adjust the machine, the YMCA that, you know, challenges their back? Because that's where he worked out. And that's where I started training as right. a personal trainer for a whopping $10 an hour. So. <laughs> ten dollars an hour and that was when i was 22 out of university spent you know four years spent fifty thousand dollars and uh, now here i am personal trainer uh trying to figure out is there a path here and um i was fortunately very blessed uh, to um have a number of very very Life-changing people come into my path. There was many people. We could talk about them all, like all, all hour. But long story short, I was introduced to the world of marketing, and I quickly realized that it wasn't my boss's job to make me rich, but to provide me a paycheck. Uh, that's also when I was being introduced to books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I was introduced to all these concepts called you know, wealth creation. I never heard of this stuff growing up. And um, wealth creation, what the heck is that? And uh, how to um, leverage your time. And I got into sales as a personal trainer. Um, during my stint at the gyms and I got really good at it and I built an identity around being really good at selling and building personal training departments from two men shows to literally 15 people and that's when I fell in love with this whole idea that I could write my own paycheck and that kind of took me down a few more paths eventually I discovered the internet via my boss and he said hey have you seen these guys selling fitness information products on the, on the internet and I'm like what's a fitness information product like they're, they're selling like downloadable programs and you can buy them at any time and people transfer money and then they get sent them via email. And I'm like, what? Let me check this out. And I, you know, lo and behold, I found out all these different guys selling muscle building eBooks. And, uh, there was one particular guy that I started to do some research on and I found out that, um, he had a, um, 
skinny to muscular transformation as well. And he was in the body for life and he was selling a $97 program. Let, let's just put it this way. I want your listeners to really be clear. Like they were selling air. Okay. So he's selling, <laughs> he's selling air for $97. I checked out the program. It was amazing. I'm like, this is an amazing program. I wonder how many of these things he sells a day. And I did some research via some forms, and I found out that he had a copywriter. I never heard of that. I never knew what a copywriter was. Sure. And this person helped him write a sales page, which was like, heck, freaking 50 pages long. You know the ones. The, what, oh, the yeah. Scroll and scroll. And scroll. Like, <laughs> yeah. people, do people buy from these pages? Uh, long story short, they do. And uh, this guy was selling 10 copies a day on average. This was back in 2005. And um, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's impossible. There's, there's no way anyone can make $1,000 a day. Like I did the math, $30,000 a month. Impossible, impossible. So I went down the rabbit hole. Long story short, I got introduced to um, a company that sells DVDs. It was called the Internet Marketing Center. I don't think they're around anymore. And I watched all these DVDs. It was from a three-day event that taught internet marketing. And I sat on my couch for three days straight, watched every single one from front to start, and I saw my entire future unfold before my eyes. And I said, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And that was the weekend that I fell in love with the world of internet marketing. And I saw a path forward with my knowledge. And um, like many people, uh, you know, it, it didn't take off from there. I got a phone call from this company and they said, hey, Vinny, uh, we um, have a coaching program and it's designed to help you um, build your online business. And um it was exactly what I needed because I was so overwhelmed with these videos. I didn't know where to start. Right. I had all these ideas. I'm an ideation guy. I'm a visionary. Sure. I'm the guy that integrators want to work with. So, um, you know, they pitched me on a six-month coaching program, $7,500. I was doing well at the gym but essentially paying my bills. There wasn't excess. Like there wasn't room to invest into that. And obviously um, there's a big lesson coming here. He um, said $7,500, six months. And we rock and roll. I'm going to reveal one lesson at a time. And that was a big, big takeaway for any coaches listening right now. He didn't tell me what was coming a month two, month three, month four. He just said, I'll let you know what we do when we cross that bridge. And that's how I got my business live in six months. Um, but the story I want to quickly share, which was a huge turning point for me, it was uh, when I, you know, I didn't make the decision on the phone when they pitched me. I said, you know, I, I was, I needed to think about it. I didn't, I wasn't decisive. I wasn't like, hey, let's do this. Commit first, figure out the rest later. That wasn't how I was operating back then. I wasn't listening to Grant Cardone back then. Right. And I said, um, all right, I, I, you know, I, I got to figure out how to get the money. Um, I never heard of the concept of being resourceful, but I guess that's what I did. And I figured out how to put it on two credit cards and sell more at the gym so I could pay it off. And I, um, figured out how to pay for that and um, I had one more thing I was going to pitch the guy on the phone when we did a follow-up and I said hey man I thought I had him I'm like if you can guarantee me an extra three to four k a month right. I'm in that was my number Damn. <laughs> like 2005 that that was my number if I was making an extra three to four thousand dollars a month I was free I was I was going to be able to pay for all my bills and um, my ambitions were my bills, but pay my bills and have a little le left. I wasn't trying to, you know, make a million dollars or that. Those numbers were not on my radar. Impacting the world, reaching, uh, you know, pursuing my calling. None of those words were in my register. It was just 
man, if I could just make a little extra, this would be awesome. And uh, there's a lesson right there. You don't have to have the whole future figured out. Um, right there. Having some like internal motivations at the start is not if it's, it's not a you're not a bad person if you don't have big external motivators early on in the game. Those come clear down the road. So, so I pitched him. I said, "Hey, man, uh, I, I, here's what I think. If you can guarantee me three to four thousand dollars a month, I'm in." Mm-hmm. And there was <laughs> silence on the other line. And I said, "The heck's going on here?" No one's ever gone silent on me, you know. Right, right. <laughs> like he goes, he laughed, and then I heard a laugh on the other end, and and he goes, uh, <laughs> Vince, man, uh, we don't have guarantees around here. I'm right. like, what do you mean? You don't have a guarantee? Like, there's no money back guarantee. What are you talking about? It's a coaching program. Like, you got to put the risk on your shoulders. And it's like, no, 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 man, it's not how this works. I know some people do that, but uh, we're guaranteeing our time, and I don't know what you're doing with your time. Damn. And, and, here, was, yeah. and here you are, man. <laughs> And that was it, man. And he's and when he said that to me, I'm like, what he said to me was a couple things. He didn't actually say these words, but this is what registered. He said, one, he doesn't need my money. It's like essentially what he said is, hey, man, mm-hmm. there's seven billion people in the world. You know, you're not yeah. investing into us. You're investing into yourself. And that was huge for me. Like, I don't, you know, as a coach now, I don't need your money. You know, we're looking for success stories. We're looking for clients. If you need to think about this, this isn't going to work because you're going to have to be decisive. And then the second big thing he said to me right there is success is your responsibility. You know, you've already researched us. You already know what we can do. You've already seen our track record. And they did have a track record. These guys weren't Joe Schmoes. They were legit. Sure. And um, so it was mine to lose. So right there in that moment, I'm like, huh, success is my responsibility. And it went back to the lesson I learned at the gym, which was it's not your job's your boss's job to give you a, um, you know, make you rich, but to give you a paycheck. And I'm like, this is my opportunity. And um, I processed one uh, last thought before I made that decision. And here's another big lesson. It was, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. It really was. It was like, the worst thing that can happen is I stay at the gym. I make 50 to 70 K a year, helping people Monday to Friday on my boss's hours and work split shifts. I have the weekends off. I'm not always going to get holidays off, but most of them I will. That's not a bad life. We've all seen the news. Mass shootings and terror attacks can happen anywhere and at any time. London, Paris, New York, Vegas. And after each tragedy, the politicians blame the very people who need protection the most, you and me. So we've teamed up with our new friends over at the United States Concealed Carry Associations to give you a free copy of their complete mass shooting survival guide. The USCCA provides self-defense, education, training, and legal protection to responsibly arm citizens like you and me and now they want to give you a free copy of their new mass shooting survival guide just text the word survival to 87222 to get yours free right now you're gonna learn check this out what we really know about mass shootings how to survive an attack proven strategies for stopping a shooter and a whole lot more it's truly packed with the life-saving information that the anti-gun lobby doesn't want you to have plus it comes with a bonus audiobook so you can listen to whenever you want you can claim yours in seconds it's a hundred percent free and for a very limited time you'll also get a bonus securities checklist for your office church or school just text the word survival to 87222 that survival to 87222 so what am i so afraid of what's the worst that can happen i lose seventy five hundred dollars heck i then have to ask myself if i lost seventy five hundred dollars would i recover i'm like yeah if i lost fifteen thousand dollars would i recover 
Yeah, if I lost $30,000, would I recover eventually? And that's when I just said, let's go for it. And I actually made the investment secretly because I'd already dabbled with some other internet marketing companies that um, didn't pan out some network, sorry, not internet marketing, network marketing, network marketing. No no fault to those companies. They're all great companies. People were crushing it. I just, um, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my girlfriend at the time that I made this investment. And then um, six months later, I launched my first ebook, No Nonsense Muscle Building. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I launched that in 2006 and that um, became a seven-figure business within four years. And uh, we've had literally tens of thousands of people download, uh, you know, Vince Del Monte workout programs. That's phenomenal, man. That That's good stuff. There are so many lessons that you just uh, gave out right there. I mean, you spit out some some very powerful words. So let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit here. Uh, the fact that you invested in yourself to start with, the fact that you, you stood, you know, you stood up and you said, you know what, I'm gonna invest in myself and in the worst case scenario, I lose X, Y, Z amount of dollars and I'm gonna recover, my life's gonna go on and move forward, okay? I find that a problem nowadays. Um, and with the lack of commitment, the lack of taking action by so many people, uh, the lack of th- that will to invest in themselves. Um, you know, most people that I come across in this world, unfortunately, from and, and you know, I'm a full time police officer, and I and I've mm. I talk to and I train all over the place, and but it. They don't want to invest in themselves. Yeah, they want to get better, but they're not willing to put a dollar behind what they want to do. They want everything either to be a freebie or they want everything to be some type of, um, how do I say this and for, for the lack of a better word, some, ty- some type of, of, of you show me and maybe I'll get back to you with a couple of dollars down the road. Mm, gotcha. The, the reality here is this, man. You made a decision. You invested in yourself. To me, that is humongous. That is so important. Mm. I want to talk about that. I want to focus on that real quick. Why do you feel nowadays, I mean, you're you're what? You're almost 40, somewhere in that area? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm knocking on the door of 40 yet. Right. So, I mean, you're still young, I mean, for the most part, but you're getting to that part in your life where you're saying, you know what? I mean, had I not invested in myself, shit, I'm, you know, I'm approaching 40 years old, and, and in reality, I would have never been here, right? If if I didn't invest in myself, I would have never made it here. Why do you think people now, whether it's the 25 year old, the 35 year old, the 55 year old, are still not willing to invest in themselves? Yeah, they don't believe it's going to work. If you believe, you know, there's three reasons people don't buy. One, they're not the decision maker. Two, they don't have the money and can't afford it. Like they literally have a bank account that reads zero. So that's a condition. That's a tough one to overcome. Can they go borrow it? Yes. Can they go get an increased line of credit? But let's be honest, you can't build a business on credit cards. You know, you can close somebody and say, oh, you're just not committed. Go get it on your credit card. Uh, you know, we've done that. But those people have to drop out within two or three months because they're, they're, you know, in a state of scarcity. So the question now becomes, yeah, so it comes, always comes back. Price is a myth, you know, uh, you know, those exceptions where it's a condition for many people, but for people that are just afraid to take it out of their house, you know, to, you know, work extra hours to live tight for a little while, they just simply don't think that, um, maybe they deserve it. You know, I'm not a psychologist. 
contagious, Rafa. That's the thing. I always tell people, like, if you don't believe you deserve success, honestly, don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. And, um, you know, there's a big difference. Uh, a therapist, you know, the difference between a therapist and a coach? You're no, like this. Tell me. <laughs> it, it's simple. A therapist looks into your past and a coach looks into your future. Cool. So, I like that. so if I'm meeting somebody who's kind of in a spot where, um, let's put it this way, they're not healthy. Not, not they just they're not, there's a lot of people are, that are not healthy. They they've never done any work under the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, they do they pay more attention to the rims than opposed to the engine. And if you look in, uh, you know, under the hood, if you will, um, a lot of things aren't running properly. Mm-hmm. And I'm very clear that we can't help unhealthy people. You know, you got to go get. You might need to uh, read a number of books. You know, join you know a couple low dollar coaching programs, or you might you might be two three years out from joining this group, and um, and, and you might have some head stuff that needs to get cleared up. And I'm not mm-hmm. a life coach; I don't do that kind of stuff. We we give you marching orders. We tell you that you've got to become decisive, committed, and learn how to resolve in tough times. Amen. And, Love that. And we keep it simple. I, I think one thing is. Um, yeah, why people don't invest in themselves. We could go down the rabbit hole, but I think if I have to say one thing is they haven't maybe there's a fear there and the fear can come from a couple places. One, it can just come from a practical spot mm-hmm. where they don't have all their questions answered mm-hmm. and they may not understand like how does this work and you know what's the path if we do work together. And we encourage those questions. It's like, hey, if you got questions before you make the decision, that's totally cool. We're not gonna question your commitment. If you want to understand, you know, how we function and what the path forward is, bring those questions to the table because I don't want you to have. It's like when I went skydiving, uh, the only thing that was holding me back was I didn't know this company's track record. So I took my wife. We were in Vegas and I called them in the morning. I said, hey, how many people have died with you guys? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, a- and they, they go, we've had zero people die with us in 17 years. Oh, that's so, a good thing. It wasn't that I was afraid to jump out of the plane. It was like I just didn't know have enough information, and then they educated me on how they had such a great track record. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm not like a scaredy cat, you right. know. I'm not a. I don't have to like pull up my, you know, put on my big boy pants and toughen right. up. I just right. needed some answers. Right. Um, so that's one place fear comes from, and then another place is, um, yeah, that um, that the uncertainty. But I, what we teach is like that's the exact reason you should do this is because you're now venturing into Arden Charter territory and you know being a man of faith uh, I do believe there's other things going on than just um you know the external I believe that um you know comfort is a gift from the devil and that discomfort is in fact a gift from God and and the devil wants you to stay in the familiar so I think um there's a fear to move into a place you've never gone and you, you know what what if what if and um and I think you just have to have a different perspective and a reframe on those situations. And um, one thing that we always do when somebody is afraid is we just ask them, you know, we reframe it around, what do you think somebody who you look up to did in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think Rafa would do in this situation? Do you think he'd run away or wait or put this off? Or do you think he'd get resourceful? And we get them to start to reframe their identity around, I can't afford it right now. What do you think a successful person would do in this situation right now? And they would say, oh, man. And we let them answer it. I don't I don't jump in there. I let them answer the question mm-hmm. and say, um, yeah, no, you're right, right. They probably, they're probably you know, work maybe some more hours or they trust the coach and or they live tighter or maybe they sell some stuff. And then they start problem solving themselves. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So is that? Um, the person that you're ready to become sure and we let them start to shift their identity and start acting in accordance with the people that they're looking up to and um 
and, and then they have to make the decision because again they're doing this for them not for me we don't need their money we're, we're doing fine over here that's awesome I mean, look, the, the reality is that dipping your foot in the water is one thing, right? Putting that foot in the water, but really committing and diving into that water full body, um, even if the water is fucking freezing, right? No matter what, it's that uncomfortable situation that's going to push you through. Um, I'm a big believer in that if you don't get uncomfortable, there is no progression, zero progression. Um, you're stalemate. All right, and, yeah. and and we know we can look at life in many different facets. I mean, I have been in in my life, I have been down in the fucking dumpster, but somehow I've pulled up and made it and pushed myself through and and knock on wood and thank God that we are where we are now and I'm able to lead my family the right way from a great position. Um, however, I'm going to ask you this as a coach, okay? And I'm going to be your student here for a second. All right. As a man, sometimes I struggle, okay, through, um, so you know, basically overcoming certain barriers, little hiccups at times. For example, you hit a wall, you bounce off it, your self-confidence starts plummeting. Mm. You recover, you get back on your feet, um, your self-confidence starts moving higher until you hit another wall, and then your self-confidence kind of dips. Mm. We all know about overcoming challenges and all that good stuff. It's the self-confidence trying to maintain, if y'all were to get a chart, to kind of keep it in an upward angle. What would a man like like myself here do to kind of keep that self-confidence even when you're getting slapped in the face from time to time rather than dipping and trying to move back up, keeping it positive? Yeah, uh, confidence is a, is one of my favorite conversations. We live in this society now that worships uh, confidence and confidence. <laughs> and, and I think the question is um, not, you know, how much confidence you should have. Should you have a lot? Should you have a little? Should you be in the middle? But I think the big question everyone needs to answer is where am I putting my confidence? Where am I putting my confidence? Am I putting my confidence in others? That typically leads to disappointment expectations not being met and uh, i've got three c's there's i believe there's three specific c's uh, that will help produce confidence and the first thing is competence true confidence comes from competence and we now live in this society that preaches fake it until you make it uh, yeah. but what i've learned mm -hmm. what i've learned is what really happens is this fake it until you break <laughs> I don't know anybody who's faked it till they made it. I don't know about you, but yeah, I've never no. met anybody. I've met people that have got competent at a skill, and that has produced real confidence. Uh, the second C is consistency. So competence plus consistency, and let's say you're building a skill to sell on the phone. Well, you got to do more than one call per week. You know, you got to do eight calls a day. You know, you got to practice for 20 minutes before the day starts, 20 minutes at the end. So it's going to take consistency. As John Maxwell says, consistency compounds. And then finally, character. Character is who you are when nobody's looking. So if you're going to claim to be the hardest worker, well, you better believe that when you get in the ring or when you get on the phone because these skills are going to be developed when nobody's watching, you know, are you putting in the road work, if you will? Yeah. And when you look in the mirror, can you look in the mirror and say, yeah, 
I'm a badass. I got this. You know, I put in the hours. I've been shut down. I've stood back up. I've fought through the fight. Like, you've got to be able to say that with nobody around, with no Instagram posts. No doubt. And then I'll, I'll give you a bonus C um, connection. You've got to be connected to people who love you and care about you and know you despite your faults. And uh, having been somebody on the internet for over 10 years, I mean, you can go on YouTube and find a ton of guys who've attacked me and have. Uh, not just attack my information, that's one thing, but who've attacked my character and say, yeah, Vince just uses religion to manipulate people. Vince is a used car salesman. Vince, um, you know, is the joke of the industry. And, and uh, I've read these comments. And if you don't have people in your life who can say, that's not you, Vinny. Right. Those guys are mischaracterizing yeah, Vinny, you're sometimes out there who can say, yeah, sometimes the lights aren't always on, but we know that your intentions are good. Like if you don't have good people in your life, you will lose your confidence. Mm, yes. So I think a lot of people are losing their confidence because they're not building competence. They're not adding consistency. They're not developing their character and they're not connected with people who can, you know, truly say, yeah, you know what? You, you, you drop the ball quite a bit, Vince, but you know what? I know your heart and you're trying and you can do better. And I've got your back. You need those people in your life. That's great. Let's talk about surrounding yourself with good people. Surrounding yourself pe with people that hold you accountable, but that also will kind of peel your face off the ground when you've fallen <laughs> so hard that you can't get up, right? But there is a balance because a lot of people think, well, let me surround myself with people that are constantly rooting for me and giving me that fifth and sixth place trophy. Uh, the reality that's not the type of person that you want to surround yourself at. I don't know if you agree with me here, but you want to yeah, have totally. the person that fucking holds you accountable, right? That that will, you know, pick you up when you need to be picked up. But man, you know, you know that if you fuck up, you got to answer to that person. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I think you got to find those people that you don't want to disappoint. And people that are believing more in you than you believe in yourself and who are elevating you. You know, if you watch Craig Ballantyne's Instagram stories or Bajos Koulian, you know, he recently put me on his Instagram page, you know, over 220,000 followers. And I joined his coaching program over a year and a half ago. He didn't put me on his page a year and a half ago when I first joined the group. He didn't put me after he, he didn't put me up on his page after a year, after I renewed and paid us for a second year. You know, it took, just like my father, I had to earn his respect. You know, I had to do something that was significant for him to talk about and say, yeah, no, Vince is legit, you know. And while I would have loved that, you know, prop at the start, you know, what he would have said to me is, you're not ready. You know, what am I going to talk about? So I think you need people really invested in your success that you don't want to disappoint and who keep propping you up and just keep reassuring, stay the course. And, uh, you know, Craig, he gave me a little nickname and I didn't give myself this nickname. He calls me a leader of men. And every time he writes that to me, he goes, Vince, you are a leader of men. You have what these guys want. Get back out there. Don't worry about the two people that just dropped out of your coaching program. Let's focus on what you do best. Go back to what works. You've got this. And I just needed that encouraging word. So um, for, for me, I respond really well to just people that believe in, believe in me. And, and that's kind of like if you go through all the people that have um, 
come through my path from my father, you know, obviously my mom as well, uh, to uh, a number of business mentors, Jeff Russo and Murray Middlemost, and like all these individuals just kept propping me up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, I think everybody listening uh, needs somebody, like you need two people to tag on to. You need somebody who you're learning from, and then you need someone you're pulling along as well. And what they've taught me is that not only do I need them to keep pulling me up, but I need men that I'm pulling along as well and that I'm propping up, who I'm preparing for the next you know, generation, if you will, and doing what those guys have done with me. And all they need is somebody who believes in them more than they believe in themselves. And uh, then they're going to start acting in accordance. Cool. Very good. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your daily ritual. All right. When Vince wakes up and how you focus and keep that mindset um, alive throughout your days. Recently, I walked someone through my ritual. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story, Rafa. No one's heard this. And um, my wife, we've got three kids, a five, three, and a, a five-year-old, three-year-old, and a six-month-year-old. Oh, congrats, so, man. <laughs> thanks, great. man. So we were driving from Clearwater to Tampa to catch our flight home from our winter trip. And uh, I was on a podcast with some guys in uh, L.A., and I thought it was one of my really better, like one of my best ones. And I said, hey, we should listen to this. So we got into the ritual conversation, and I mapped out the whole day of how I would like to see it, right. not actually how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and as I was like walking her through it, uh, you know, I was, so I was listening to it. I was getting like really uncomfortable, and I was like, "Why am I getting?" Like, I started looking over to my wife, and I started to quickly <laughs> realize like what I was saying was my day was a big gap. And she looked at me, and she said, "Really." That's your day. You finish work at four thirty every day. Really? When was the last time that happened? Right. You spend the whole evening times focused with your family. When was the last time that happened? And I love my wife because you know she didn't say more than like she just said the truth. She said you help out every single morning from seven to eight thirty. When was the last time that happened? <laughs> So I'm I'm really cautious right now to tell you what my day is like That's because um, I'm just going to be real. It, it's uh, some days are better than others. I do have an ideal, you know, morning ritual where I you know wake up, I go down, I train in my basement, I try and do my IG story, I try and finish at seven. Today I didn't get upstairs till seven thirty-eight. So I, I would be lying to you if I told you I've got this whole morning ritual, day ritual thing figured out. Um, it's you know, we, we, we've got a structure where I work from 9 to 4.30 every day. Mornings are hit and miss. Uh, they're really up and down because of the baby schedule and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'll, just, uh, I'll leave it at that. And I'm doing my best to shut down at 4.30 in the evening time and, and leave the phone off. But uh, I'm a work in progress. I, I would be embarrassed to say one thing and have you see another. Talk to me about waking up in the morning. I mean, are you, the, are you an early bird? or are you I just, am. Okay. Do you believe yeah, that? Do you believe four yeah. thirty? Yeah, okay. I have to. I mean, it was crazy because just you know a few weeks ago, uh, my kids some for some reason decided to start waking up uh, at five thirty, mm-hmm. which is when I train. And I'm like, okay, great. Now I got three kids. My baby is in the you know rocker, and then I got two kids running around who want my attention every you know every single rep that I'm doing. So here, what became my sacred workout time, where I have my preload, unlock all my ideas, map out my day. Now that all of a sudden went out the window. So uh, I do – I'm a morning guy. When I travel, you know, I take advantage. 
Uh, I do not waste a second. I'll go to the gym, train with Michael Heron at four o'clock in the morning. And uh, yeah, I'm a morning guy for sure. Awesome. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, we talked about investing in yourself. We talked about self-confidence, all that good stuff. But how do people go out there and surround themselves with other good people? Now, what I'm saying here is um, there is the philosophy that sometimes you got to, you know, let your friends go. And I don't mean just, you know, throw them out the window, but you got to kind of take them out of your uh, your immediate environment to grow. Um, do you recommend going to different conferences, masterminds? I mean, talk to me about that. It depends what you want. It depends. What you, I'll give you guys a, a nice one line or you guys can uh, repost this one. Uh, so if you want tweaks, then you're going to hang out with people one or two steps in front of you. If you want leaps, you're going to hang out with people who are far, far, far ahead of you. So it really depends. What do you need? Do you need tweaks or do you need leaps? If you need leaps, you've got to go to events with people further ahead of you because, well, when you go there, the first thing to say here is that you have to give them permission to change the way that you think. And that was the biggest thing that I've learned since joining the Empire Mastermind with Craig and Bedros is that uh, successful people think differently and they act differently. And you have to start to make those decisions. For instance, a successful entrepreneur is a leader and that their organization only becomes stronger by the people they empower, not what they do. And so you hear this, right? You read this on Instagram. You're like, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But what does that mean today? Oh, shoot. I've got to hire an operations manager. Crap. That's going to cost me three to five grand a month. But how am I going to get out of my business if I don't make this decision? Okay. I got to hire someone to run my Facebook ads and I can't go with this dude $500 a month anymore. Crap. The guy that's actually getting everyone results is $5,500 a month. Man, shoot. I got to make that decision now. And, oh, shoot, I need to hire a better videographer so that our content lands and stands out amongst all the noise and hype these days and actually has substance. Shoot, how do I find that guy? Oh, my goodness, now i got to carve out time in my day to prepare to make these videos hit. Okay, shoot, to be around, I need to produce more success stories. That means I need to make sure there's more time in my schedule to um, you know, bring on coaches and train my coaches and compensate coaches so that I can scale this coaching program. So I think what happens when you go to these events is you meet people who are actually doing this. And you've heard this before, but until you get around people who are actually now able to talk about it and just say, yeah, we just hired somebody. Uh, we wasted three months worth of payroll on this guy. This is what we're doing different now with this new guy. You're like, okay, thank you. I get, okay, this isn't going to be smooth sailing, but I know how to proceed. Now you take action. Now you're around people who can navigate the steps and all the problems that will come with this new way of thinking and new way of acting because it's going to produce new problems and you have to stay connected to these people's because the problem, the problems you're fighting today, the battles this you know, man of war, you're fighting a certain battle today, but you're not going to earn your way into the next battle. If you don't first win this one. And I believe God, God gifts you with bigger battles when you win smaller ones. And that's why most people aren't conquering anything significant um, in their life because they're fighting petty battles and, um, and, and, and you, you know, you're not ready for the next one. So I think that's what happens when you join a coaching program and you get around legit guys and gals who are, who are making moves, who are getting outside their comfort zone. 
you start to see like, okay, now it just comes down to me being about it and not talking about it. Good point. Good point. All right. So talk to me a little bit about how you can overcome people that are bringing you down. And we're going to even take it to the stretch as, you know, you got people in social media that talk down, that want to bring you down. You got people in your life that want to suck you dry, basically across the board. Um, and people, believe it or not, I mean, from what I see is people fucking get caught by this, you know, and, mm. and they can't move forward. They can't take that next step in life because they just get hit left and right and they let everything that's negative in their life affect them affect them to bring that positivity in you know we can connect spirituality i want to talk to you a little bit about that in a minute but we can connect spirituality and the balance of 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 living a good wholesome life but having that drive right having that internal fortitude man to you know fight whatever fight comes your way and be victorious Um, or at the very least vince you know fucking learn from from a loss which a lot of people don't do but anyway, yeah. getting back to my my question here is, you know, the negativity in most people's lives, the people that talk about them, that put them down, that bring them down, how can people overcome that? I'm going to read you an email. I pulled this up that my coach sent me when he recently saw me getting uh, caught up in some uh, drama that I shouldn't have, but really triggered me. So just to put this out there, who am I to talk about this? I mean, if you go on YouTube, I've been attacked by everybody, like Ian McCarthy and Scooby and Alan Aragon and Vegan Gains and Every Damn Day Fitness. Like, I've been attacked by everybody that you can be attacked by. And um, the first question becomes, why do you care? And I asked my coach this recently, and he said, Vince, you're a uh, person that does value validation. And no one actually was just that clear with me. And I and I actually, I'm tw- here I am 39 years old and I discovered this at the age of 39. I do value validation, value, validation. Like um, I do care about what people think about me and say about me. I'm not the, I can't, if you told me, why do you even care? I'm like, what do you mean? Why do I care? That's my DNA. I care because I care what people think of me. I want people to like me. I can't, again, I'm not a therapist, so I can't unpack this much further than that. Um, so when I see people say negative things about me, I do get pulled down that rabbit hole. And I'll share a recent story. You know, I think um, the biggest you know thing here is like who's giving you this advice? If the b- advice is coming from one of my brothers, my wife, my parents, I take that very seriously because I know they love me and care about me, and um, I'll listen. Right. So I think it's really important to have an inner circle of people who can call you out and that you give permission to give fee- give you feedback on. And, and, and you have to see them as your friends, not as your foes. And, uh, yeah, they might reveal things, you know, reveal chinks in your armor that you're like, my goodness, I thought I've been working on this forever. Am I ever going to improve this? So I recently launched a supplement in September and I had a lot of haters come out of the woodwork, make videos about how it was a ripoff, underdosed, um, blah, blah, blah. It started, you know, moving away from the product to attacking me. And, you know, all these people made their way on over to my uh, Instagram page, which is where I produce a livelihood for my coaching program. And I have people pay me a a substantial amount of money every month following me, now reading these comments, attacking me. And while they heard about the haters from the fitness days I was in, 
they hadn't actually seen him. So what happened to Vinny? I went back to 1.0 version and I started to retaliate. And I started to, um, you know, comment back and, you know, start. I started doing this thing, block, delete, block. I started like actually saying, good job, you just got blocked. Good job. You got, and there must have been like dozens of, you know, replies for me to these haters. And when you go check their, in, their profiles, they were literally kids. Right? Here I am now taking time out of my schedule while I'm trying to help others build their own coaching programs to reply to these idiots, these juvenile comments. Right. And, um, and I got an email back from my coach, Craig, because um, he caught me engaging in this back and forth with these haters, debaters, and I call them master baiters. That's that's what they yeah, do. Right. That's what they're they're masters at baiting you in. They're master baiters, right. so they don't nothing better to do with their time. Sure, they're master baiters. And Craig wrote me this. I pulled it up. Vince, I need to give you an ass kicking. You need to stop debating and going tit for tat. Where is it getting you? Question mark. Just delete and block them. You're a leader of men. Rise up, man up. Capiche? Question mark. Yeah. And that's all he had to send to me, and I and, and there's there's your example of the guy that came and kicked my butt when um, I was out of a line and not acting in accordance to saying what I was going to do, which is help more online fitness experts hit six to seven figures with their businesses, and um, having a connection with a guy like that who mm-hmm. could just get me back on course and not let this turn into me posting a stupid response video now. And um, that's what you do. You rise up, you man up, you focus on the mission, and you do what freaking Obama did when Donald Trump was questioning him about his his residency, and he said, "Donald who?" <laughs> yeah, and and, <laughs> yeah, and this that's is what you, you have, that's it. All right, and and this is the uh, the mentality that that is is a very strong mentality to have. The fact is that, like you said, sometimes you want to engage, you want to you know protect yourself, you want to defend yourself. Um, but it's a lot easier, you know, just to, to continue, stay on course, stay the course and, um, you know, fuck these people. Unfortunately, uh, there are people out there that just want to bring negativity into everyone that's being successful. But I'm a big believer, Vince, that the true path to success it's going to bring in negativity one way or another. There is no way you can overcome that. You have to, um, there, there's just no way. People are going to attack people. They're going to be jealous. They're going to be upset that they're not doing the same thing, uh, yeah. et cetera. There's going to be people out there that are just bad people doing bad things, man. Yeah, hey, I, I love saying this. I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about this subject um, extensively on his on his talks, and he talks about the power of the collective mob. And, and I have... Um, you know, a true story to back this up. I've been on, you know, the online fitness space for over a decade. And, you know, I used to go to all the expos, the Olympia, the Arnold, you know, where all the fans, all the people who watch the YouTube videos, you know, comment. And guess how many people have approached me in person, face to face, and have repeated anything remotely close to the negativity that I've read on comment boards, YouTube channels, etc. None. Literally. Yeah. Like literally, I have never been approached face to face ever in my life. And the one person I did approach at the Arnold a few years ago who had a hard on for me for two years and just was ripping on everything I did. I saw him and I approached him 
and I approached him and when I patted him on the back, he spun around and he started, he almost like tripped backwards. I'm not a fighter, Rafa. Uh, I'm sure I could figure a few things out if I got into the heat of it, but uh, I'm not trained at fighting or taking a man down or anything like that. Uh, and I feel I got the best self-defense. I know how to run. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he thought I was trying, I was there to like, you know, knock him out. And I said, Hey Ian, I said, uh, how's the event going? Anyways, long story short, we ended up talking for two hours and he, uh, ended up post, we didn't see eye to eye on everything, but we had a back and forth for two hours and maybe it was my desire for him to like me. I don't know, but, uh, he posted something really nice about me on his page and, um, you know, he used to really harp on me for selling information as if packaging information into a proprietary system is a bad thing. Right. And, uh, he, uh, then a couple of years later ended up selling his own system and, you know, sent an apology letter saying, Hey, uh, you know, I was unfair to you. And you have to realize that when somebody's attacking you, something's going on in their own love, in their own love, in their own life. Yep. And, and, and it requires a man to like rise up and just have compassion. I'm like, wonder what's going on in that guy's life right now that is resulting in him having to take time out of his day to center his energy on me. Yep. I you agree. know, and, and it, it really requires like, you can't teach us. It's like, Man, I wonder. I wonder uh, if there's something I could do. If there's somebody I know that knows him, who could just send him a good word and encouragement, and just I wonder how I can truly, you know, help this guy. Is there a way? Because there's, he's obviously hurting, right? Hurtful people hurt people. So, and I just I said, hey man, what's going on? I want to, you know, uh, try and get a good understanding of, uh, you know, why I've been your target. And uh, hey man, uh, love to talk, chat. You know, are you willing to chat? And we had a great talk and. That's actually, um, you know, if you're ever going to confront, do it in person. Don't waste your time on the internet. If, you, get, if you really want to deal with this, get on the phone with them. They say, hey, man, you want to jump on the phone and chat? So I'm here, man. <laughs> right here. Here's my cell phone. 905-902-7114. That's my cell phone. Call me and let's chat it out. And guess what? They, they disappear because yeah. this is their business model, right? And uh, it is what it is. So what are you going to do? I agree. So tell me, what do you have set up for the future? I mean, what is your goal here? Give me like a five-year and a 10-year plan. I'll give you a one-year to start. Uh, it's to help 50 of our members get over six figures this year and to, and to help 12 of them get over seven figures. That's my that's my mission this year. That's my do. I've also got some who goals, who I want to be in the process because you know I, I'm a mm -hmm. big believer that it, it's easy to make money, but uh, the question is how do you do it mm -hmm. and who do you become in the process? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've, I've been taught to set your who goals before you do goals. Uh, let your do flow from your who. So, you know, who I want to be is a, a present leader. I want to be a leader who responds and doesn't react. I want to be a leader who's organized. And I want to be a leader who um, builds a coaching program because of my coaching power and not my selling power. Oh, good. I like that. I like that. All right, man. Look, good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Uh, you know, you have definitely that that warrior type mindset. I'm going to ask you a question here um, that I ask all of my guests. Okay, what is your definition of a modern day warrior? Man, I'm a big fan of Pastor Craig Groeschel, and he has a book called Fight, and it's all about winning the battles that must be won. And I think there's a number of battles us men are all fighting. Uh, Let's, let's go right to the top, lust. Uh, that's, that's a big one. Anger, a jealousy. 
I think a big one now these days is apathy. Just men that have just literally, I see more women rising up these days than men. I don't know what you think about that, Rafa, but I'm seeing more men, you know, pick up their relationship and pick up the slack in the marriage. And I see more women rising faster than men ever, than ever. And I don't know why men are on the couch and uh, not manning up. But I think those are some of the battles that a warrior will decide to fight. You know, they're going to, you know, not live a life of apathy, but of ambition. And they're not going to live a life of um, anger, uh, but they're going to, you know, seek out how to gain control. And they're not going to live a life of reaction, but of responsiveness. And, and, and you know, obviously, um, really managing those demons of, um, you know, women are a beautiful thing. You know, let's, let's just be honest and, uh, you know, how to, how to navigate the personal life and uh, not end up watching, you know, you know, having a secret life with pornography through your 30s and 40s and 50s and having zero intimacy with your wife and experiencing your woman on, you know, many layers as opposed to experiencing hundreds of women on one layer. You know, I listened to this interview with Dan Belzerian yesterday and the guy was vacant. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Larry King Live was interviewing him and asked him, how many of you, how many women have you slept with? And he just shook his head and he said, thousands. And uh, I'm like, thousands. So, you know, this this is a man who's chosen to experience thousands of women on one level. And he'll never experience one woman a, a thousand levels ever. He, he's, he's, he's sacrificed his soul and he'll never be able to finish his life saying, I experienced one woman on a thousand levels. And I think that's, I think that's sad. And mm-hmm. um, he's missing out on the greatest gift that uh you know uh, of life and um and anybody who says yeah but that's what makes him happy i call him i call that bs uh, that's that's a that's just uh we, we we can just end that conversation right there um so anyways i think um that's where i would say what what are the battles that a man needs to fight and win and um and he's and he's decided to like continue to get up because these are not easy battles these are not these are the hard ones absolutely and uh you know, let's touch base a little bit on the emasculation of men uh, in our society. This is one of the reasons that men of war exists. The bottom line is that, you know, we see men, and it has nothing to do with women at all. It's focused on solely men. Men, for whatever reason, um, uh, this our society has just decided to um, put men in a little box and basically emasculate them. And unfortunately... A lot of men are living like that. They believe that is uh, the way society is. Um, you see it everywhere. I mean, you see it from the police departments, through the military, across the board, into business. And, um, you know, I am a big believer that men should be men. And the masculinity side should come up very strong in life. And also uh, what we call, you know, the warrior tenets should be, you know, honor, discipline, courage, etc. Should be core in every man's life, especially if you are a leader of a business, a leader of your family. Um, and th- that's the mindset that men should have. So. Let me ask you a question directly. What is your view nowadays, being a man that is spiritual, okay, of number one, the lack of spirituality, and number two, the fact that people just don't have it in their life? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lack of uh, true father figure. I, I think um, you can't be something you've never seen, and I'm 
blessed to have a father uh, who's been married to my mom for I think 41 or 43 years now. And I had kind of a different growing up, uh, if you will. My father was a pastor. And, um, you know, while they didn't get it all perfect, they got some of the big stuff right. And one of the things I, I watched is my mom, sorry, my father loved my mom. And, uh, and he's a little too open with like things like a dad would share with his son. But I think uh, it's, it's stuff that a man needs to uh, uh, teach his son before he learns from the world. And uh, mm-hmm. I just watched him put my mom before my brothers and to this day put her on a pedestal and, and respect her and to provide and to be an example. The way I would describe my dad is highly engaged. Mm-hmm. Like if you got if you got to know him, he'd be sending you messages and asking you how you're doing and commenting on your podcast. And you're like, "Well, this is Vince's dad. He's who's this guy Lucha always commenting on my stuff? He's highly, highly <laughs> engaged." And to this day, you know, he'll come down to Toronto, drive 45 minutes, and take my kids out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not to make up for what he didn't do with me and my brothers, just right. because this is who he is. Right. Uh, my dad never missed a race, and we were we had the dad who was like, "Dad, come on, man." Like you don't have to come to this race. This is this is District Ten. This is a small one. Come to Kwasa or Offsa, where all the dads come, but don't come to this one. And it was almost embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, he would show up for all the small events. And I think one thing is a lot of people just haven't had a father figure mm-hmm. to you know show them what sacrifice looks like. And you know, I know my father has um, achieved some great things in his life, but you know, he's never sacrificed his his ambitions for his family Mm -hmm. and while yeah we could maybe have a conversation and say hey dad you could have maybe pushed a little harder and if he was here right now you know maybe um he he would maybe agree in that uh but like he can say at the end of his life he never sacrificed his family for the sake of worldly treasures and um i think that's kind of the line all men are trying to figure out how to walk like i'm all for big ambitions i'm all for Let's go out and crush it. Let's build something. Let's create something. Let's lead men. But I'm seeing a lot of these same guys sacrifice their families in the process. Sure. And, and, and the wives are never on stage. You never hear the wife saying, I'm proud of my husband. I look at our pastor, Pastor Stephen Furtick, and his wife comes up on stage and she adores him. And, and for the woman to be able to stand up on stage beside the man and mm-hmm. say everything this man is preaching mm-hmm. is, is real. And I'm a product of it. The kids are a product of it. That's when this whole conversation becomes real. Let's let's turn the mics off and bring the woman on, and let's hear what they have to say about who we are, because that's when the that's when the truth comes out. And I think um, I'm always visualizing my wife listening to these conversations because I want to make sure I'm not teaching anything or projecting anything that I'm not living out. And I think there needs to be that honesty in the process of growth and um, leading other men and other men. Um, you know, getting around men who are having these kind of conversations so they can have something to aspire to and, and um, you know, be that defender, be that protector, be the provider that the wife needs and uh, to allow her to say, hey, man, you got you to gotta get your SHIT together because we need you in the evening times and you're putting this business before us. And if you can't figure out how to hit your income goals in these hours, go talk to your coaches because I'm giving you more than enough time to do that. So, um Men need to give their woman permission to um, to love them, but also uh, not let them push back and and not change um, awesome. for the sake of their own pursuits. How important do you think faith is in family? 
It's everything. Uh, man, I'm, you know, this, this is, uh, here's the deal. We live in this culture that worships certainty. You know, the, the, we live in a world that worships facts and guarantees. And, and you know, I, I, you know I, the God that I believe in only you know, acts when you move towards him, right? You, you can't expect him to move towards you if you don't first move towards him. And uh, I believe in a 50-50 faith. I believe that uh, you need to act on your maybes. You need to act on your prompts. You need to act on your perhaps. Perhaps this might work. Maybe this might work. And, uh, you know, without faith, then um, what's the point of life? Like, if you already knew the end of the story, you know, what's the po- You don't really need, you know, courage. You know, you don't really need love. Like, if you already know how things are going to end, then what's the, how do you celebrate the win? When sure. you did, there was no mystery. There was yeah. no fight. There was no intrigue. There was no resolve. So, so faith is required every single day. And um, I think uh, one thing that I'm starting to gain more of as I get older is that um, while I'm gaining more confidence, mm-hmm. I'm less certain. And and I want to be a man of confidence, not a man of certainty. I don't need certainty. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't need certainty. But um, as I become more confident. Um, certainty becomes less of a, a priority. I love that, man. Awesome. Great stuff, Vince, man. Where can people follow you? Where can they reach out to you if they want coaching sessions, etc.? Hit me up on Instagram. I'm a big believer in the rule of one. If we give them five places to go, they'll go to none. So <laughs> Instagram, Vince Del Monte. You'll see the blue tick. Slide into the DMs and uh, yeah, introduce yourself. And uh, if there's uh, something you think I can help you with, we can... Uh, chat on the dm if it goes further we can jump on the phone but uh let's just start on instagram that's awesome man well vince man you are a wise man no doubt about it you've been there done that and uh some very powerful words we definitely got a bunch of different elements here that i believe our men of war here could apply to their lives right here right now they can integrate it into their battle-tested lives no doubt about it man thank you for being on it was an honor to have you on brother and uh certainly would love to have you back on soon oh thank you man as i said at the start it was an honor and it's it's still an honor this was great appreciate it man take care of yourself all right thank you rafa what a great conversation with Vince Del Monte. Some great stuff right here. I got some great takeaways from here. I hope that you're able to implement them and integrate them into your life right here and right now so you could make that change. Listen, if you have not done so already, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. So important to continue climbing these iTunes charts. We are doing great because of your support, man. Thank you so much. Also, Instagram, Give me a follow at Man of War with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.